You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, Bible Plus listener. Welcome to Luke's chapter 13. Before we dive into this chapter, I want to remind you of the theme of this gospel. The theme of Luke is the Jubilee. And you can say that actually the Lord himself chose this theme. Before he began his ministry, the Lord went into the synagogue and he asked to be handed the Isaiah scroll. And he opened the scroll to Isaiah 61, verses 1 and 2, and he read these two verses. And these two verses prophesied of the fulfillment of the Jubilee. And when the Lord finished reading these verses, he said, Today, in your hearing, this prophecy is fulfilled in me. So the Lord stated that his ministry is based on the fulfillment of the Jubilee. So it may be good at this point to just quickly talk about the Jubilee. So the Jubilee is found in Leviticus 25. And it was a provision that God made for the children of Israel that in the 50th year, at the blowing of the ram's horn, if anyone had lost his possession or sold himself into slavery, that on that year, he would receive his possession back and be joined to his family without having to pay for anything. And the reason why that provision was there was because after the children of Israel entered into the good land and they were allotted a portion of the land, some became poor, and as a result, they sold their possession away. And some became even so poor, they even had to sell themselves away and became a slave to others. And what this means is that when man fell, he lost his possession, and he was and he sold himself to Satan and to sin. It's pretty serious. Originally, God intended to give himself to us as our possession to enjoy. But in the fall... We lost that possession. And not only did we lose God as our possession, but we were sold under, we were, we were sold under sin. In fact, I think that's the phrase that Paul writes in one of his epistles, that we are sold under sin. And we became a slave of sin. So what the Lord means is that in his ministry on the earth, in his gospel service, in his salvation, he wants to restore us back to God as our enjoyment. And he wants to release us from the slavery and bondage of sin, or in fact, any kind of bondages that would keep us from enjoying God. And because of that, the Lord chose the Jubilee as the theme of his gospel ministry. It's pretty cool. So when you read in Luke about all the different cases, you know, like for example, let's say the Lord's casting out a demon from somebody or someone's lame and, or sick or blind and he's healing them. You have to understand that the Lord isn't just taking care of a problem. You know, like, you have demons, let me cast out the demons for you, or you can't walk, let me restore you, and you're able to walk again. Yes, He does that as a service that He does to them. What the Lord really desires is that eventually they would believe Him and receive Him as their salvation. And in doing so, they would receive the Jubilee, meaning that God would be returned to them as their possession for them to enjoy. And also, they will be released from the slavery and bondage of sin to be joined back to God's family, which is the church. So that's really what the Lord wants. He's not merely wants to deal with this problem or that problem or meeting a certain need 
what he really wants to do, ultimately what he wants to do, is he wants to blow the ram's horn. He wants to preach the gospel, declare to mankind that I am here to restore your possession, that God will become your enjoyment again. And also, I'm here to release you from all bondages, from the slavery of sin, and from anything that will keep you from enjoying God. And that's really the Lord's gospel service on the earth. So, you know, if you go back and read, read Luke and any cases you read, just keep in mind, that's really what the Lord's after, right? And, and for that reason, the theme of, um, the theme of Luke, and really, I mean, you can say the theme of the entire New Testament, okay, is the Jubilee. The Jubilee is the theme of the New Testament. I mean, yeah, I'll say that. The Jubilee is the theme of the New Testament because from Matthew all the way through Revelation, if you read it, what is God's desire here? He wants to bring us back to himself so we can gain him as our inheritance, gain him as our possession, and we can enjoy him. Enjoy him today, enjoy him in the millennium, and enjoy him in eternity in the New Jerusalem. That's what God wants. And also, God wants to deliver us, release us from bondage and from sin and from slavery to sin so that we can enjoy the Lord. Okay, So really, you can say the Jubilee is the theme of the entire New Testament, but specifically here because we're in Luke, it really applies to Luke. You want to see that as the Lord is working in his gospel service, as he's, you know, uh, interacting with different people, taking care of their problem, but ultimately to bring them back to God as their enjoyment and to release them so they can enjoy God. Now, Luke chapter 13 is a continuation of the end of 12, where the Lord uh, is desiring that the children of Israel would repent and believe in him. And in these uh, first nine verses of 13, he shares a story about the nation of Israel being a fig tree that the father wants to cut down because they're not producing any fruit for him. But here the son intercedes and asks the father to not cut the tree down yet, but to give him time to accomplish redemption so that the children of Israel might believe into him. After this, from verses 10 through 17, you have the case of a woman who is who is in bondage with a spirit of infirmity and uh, to such an extent that she was bent double and could not stand erect at all. And the Lord uh, comes to her and he releases her from this bondage. And so again, here you see the theme of the Jubilee showing up, right? The Lord's releasing someone from something that's holding, holding them back. After this, the Lord gives a teaching concerning the kingdom of God as a grain of mustard and as leaven. Here, what the Lord does is he tells us that the kingdom, which is the church, should be like a mustard plant. And a mustard plant is a little herb. It doesn't grow very big. But in this parable, the Lord says that this this mustard plant unnaturally grows into a great tree. And most people say that this is a good thing, right? That, oh, look, here is... Uh, Christianity, you know, it started as a small little movement 2,000 years ago, and now it's a great big tree um, throughout the whole world, right? Um, and that sounds good. The only problem with that is, you know, in Genesis 1, for example, when the Lord is making the plants and the fish and the birds and the cattle, he's very specific in his record saying that everything is made according to their kind. And every, and so every kind of things that God made or created has its own particular nature and it should grow according to that nature. 
and that is what is normal, right? So um, a plant that's an herb should only be so big. That's the nature of an herb. It should not grow into a giant tree. To do that would, would be to um, go against his nature, to go against not just his nature, but to go against what God had intended for the nature of that plant. And so in the parable here, the Lord is saying that the nature of the church should be an earth plant. And an earth plant is something that is good for food, right? Herbs are for eating. But instead, eventually the church will become something unnatural. It will be big, like a giant tree. And that's not right because if you ever see a mustard plant and it's a giant tree, you shouldn't say, wow, this is great. You should say, whoa, what happened? Something went wrong here. And at this point, when it's a giant tree, it says that the birds come and lodge in its branches. And these birds are not positive. In fact, uh, in the other part of the gospel where this parable is mentioned, which is in Matthew 13, in that chapter, the Lord clearly tells us that the birds there represent Satan and the evil spirit. And so you may think, well, wait a minute, how can, you know, how can uh, the birds representing Satan and the evil spirit come lodge in the branch of this great tree that's supposed to signify the church? Well, don't forget, if you go back to chapter 13 of Matthew, uh, where the Lord gives the parable of the wheat, he says that the wheat there represents the kingdom of God, right? That the believers are like wheat growing in the church. But remember, in that same parable, the Lord says that uh, Satan comes and he also plants a tear among the wheat, right? Uh, so that shows you that um, in the church, um, Satan was able to come in somehow and plant something negative, right? So we shouldn't be surprised by this parable that the Lord is teaching us. He, he foresaw that uh, the church, which is supposed to be something that would be food to feed mankind, will eventually grow into something large um, and great. And uh, because of this, it will uh, have a way or give a way for Satan and his evil spirits to come in and influence and uh, bring in um, negative things into the church, right? The next section after this in Luke 13, 22 to 30, the Jews asked the Lord about salvation and how one can be saved. But the Lord instead answered them about the millennial kingdom. And here he says that to receive the Jubilee and be saved in this age is one thing, but to enter into the full Jubilee in the kingdom age is another thing. And that is, uh, that is much harder. So I like this word here because the Lord, he shows that you can't just, you can't just live for this age only. And you can't just think that Oh, you know, uh, if whatever happens now, when I die, it's done, it's over. But the Lord shows that know what we do today, uh, how we live, how we experience Christ today will affect um, our ability to enter into the kingdom age with the Lord. And then finally, the last section in Luke 13, the Lord is on his way to Jerusalem. And some of the Pharisees come to him and say, hey, you better get out of here. Herod wants to kill you. And the Lord says, no, I don't think so. You go tell that fox, nothing can stop me. Nothing can interrupt me. I'm on my way to Jerusalem to fulfill my goal, which is to accomplish redemption and to release salvation and to fulfill the year of the Jubilee, uh, to restore men back to their enjoyment and possession of God and to release them from the bondage of uh, sin and, sla and Satan. And so, you know, the Lord is, uh, he's on a schedule. Uh, he's done his work in Galilee. Now he has to go to Jerusalem. And nothing's going to stop him from accomplishing this. He's setting this as his goal. He's going. 
And uh, one last thing here in Luke 13, which is really cool, he finishes this chapter, uh, this section, he talks about Jerusalem. He said, listen, I'm going to Jerusalem. Then he says something about Jerusalem. Uh, he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. Then he says this, how often I desired to gather your children together the way a hen gathers her own brood on her wings and you would not. Okay, so you read this and it's like, okay, you know, it's kind of interesting. You know, the Lord says like, you know, he's like a, a hen. He wants to gather Jerusalem. But you have to understand the Lord is quoting here when he says these words. He's quoting from Psalm 147 too. And so let me read you that Psalm. It says, Jehovah builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. So what's cool is in Psalm 147, it says that Jehovah is the one who gathers Jerusalem. But here in Luke 13, 34, the Lord says that he desires to gather Jerusalem. What does that mean? <laughs> that means that Jesus is Jehovah, right? Isn't that cool? So just a little nugget right there at the end of chapter 13. So it's a great chapter. I hope you enjoy it today. Uh, but remember, most of all, the theme of this gospel, which is also the theme of the, new, the entire New Testament. Now, never forget that God wants us to enjoy Him. That's our right, and He wants it to be fully restored to us in this age and in the next age. And that if there's any kind of bondage, any kind of uh, entanglement, any kind of enslavement that will hold, hold us back from enjoying God, that in His, uh, uh, in His service to us, in His salvation to us, He desires to release us from all these things so that we can enjoy Him as our portion. The joy of the Lord is